Ruckman, and we got a full house this week with both my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hello. Hey. You are right oh, now. Just, oh. You already know. We're going. You we're already going. know. Huh? I already know I need a haircut. I don't have enough hair left to cut, so I'm Look at this. It. Look at this. Damn, you and me both. You and me I'll both. Take some. I'll take yeah, we'll give, we'll give it all to Chris. I'm ready to front Hawthorne Heights over here, okay? Yeah, yeah. You're ready to be the next Zach Wild. Exactly. <laughs> Look, I'm not shaving the beard until I miss a qual. Until the wall that divides Germany comes down. Right. Exactly. Right. Uh, if I if I miss a qualification for an RC, then I'll shave. Okay. All right. So Look, I'm never okay. shaving. So I don't I don't mean to like immediately derail us from magic talk, but I do uh, because this is what I want to talk about. I, I was going to bring this up last week, but Ricky wasn't here. I needed Ricky's to experience this as well. Oh, good. So, so, is my audio working? Sorry. Yeah, yeah, your audio is good. Right, yeah. good. Um, so, you know, I, sometimes when I'm working on stuff or doing whatever, I'll just throw on a random, like, show on Netflix, right? Just to have some background noise, right? Uh, one of my go-to shows is Fortune Fire because I, I know they're going to make those knives, and I can, I can look up when one of them just, like, shatters, ruining this, like, Right, fifty-year-old man's dreams, right, of making a big, big time. Did you know that there were two seasons of a Fortune Fire spinoff show called Fortune Fire Knife or Death, which is like <laughs> hosted by Bill Goldberg, and the whole show is like just we're gonna run through a competitive knife cutting course, the fastest time wins. That was less exciting. I was really hoping. We were going to squid game some people off. But. Well, what we early and I made fun of because we watched it together is there's a guy whose whole point of the show is at the beginning of the – before they make their first run, he inspects their blades and is always just like, oh, yeah, uh-huh. Then does like two cuts of tatami mat and is like, you're good to go. Well, there was only ever one person where he was like, nah, this is small garbage. Oh. Early and I just like – he was like, I don't know if this is going to be good for the course, but – it's not about what I can do with your blade. It's about what you can do. Go on out there, champ. Yeah. It's really just like, what is your job? Go get them. Dude, right. I mean, I've watched, like, the judges from Forge and Fire, like, stab themselves on broken blade parts, like, yeah. countless times. So I feel like it's just the natural progression of just, like, hey, look, you made this blade, right? So you're going to go and swing it at the the gel carcass or whatever. I feel like the whole concept of the show, though, was ruined by the winner of season one not even being a person with a knife. He just had a full-on short sword. Well, that sounds like hacks. At what point do you constitute the knife, right? Yeah, but I mean, like, if it's a knife challenge and they're kind of like, oh, well, you know, their chopper's not going to be good for doing this or whatever. Like, they're talking about, like, the different types of knives. And then it's like, yeah, of course the guy with the sword three times the length of all the knives is going to win. I'm just saying, I think a chainsaw is basically just a knife. Yeah, it's, it's a bunch of tiny knives running in a circle. Right, right, right. So if I build a chainsaw out of the forge or whatever, yeah. and I quench it, right? Uh-huh. You got to quench it, right? Yeah. Uh, then I deserve to run the ca- the course with a chainsaw. Okay, yeah, yeah. I, I've been watching the, uh, the new cooking show. Okay. Uh, the Dinner at Any Cost or whatever. Okay. <laughs> in which... Uh, you bid high, low, or medium, blind, and the highest bid gets, like, fancy ingredients, and then the uh, lowest bid gets Walmart ingredients, and then the middle person uh, gets squid. 
Oh. Or just like whatever the heck. The only like real difference is that like instead of bidding on bad things, they let you bid for things to actually improve your stuff. It's just like, all right, everybody, make me a sandwich with these ingredients, and then there's no bread. And then it's like, guess what, guys? I got a loaf of bread. Who wants to pay me half their prize money for a loaf of bread? Yeah, sure. competition, sure. right? Well, also, also in my Forge and Fire like rabbit hole, I also found out their Discovery has had a show for like 13 seasons, which is called Moonshiner's Master Distiller. Oh, you didn't? I've watched the Moonshiner show. I look. I just appreciate this show for their judges looking like exactly what you'd think a bunch of moonshine judges look like. My first choice for for the judges for this would be the guys from Duck Dynasty. Yeah. Second choice would be these guys. You know, I was I was just hoping it was just the Swamp Men again from Swamp Men. These aren't the Swamp Men. Is that what you're telling me? If you're watching Swamp Men, that's that's a good. Uh, I believe uh, Ian always calls it top tier hotel TV. Like when you're in okay. a hotel and you need to find something to put on. Right. He's like Swamp Men. That's the show where they're like out in Louisiana just like hunting alligators. I'm more of a Turtle Man kind of guy. You know? Right. No, it, it's all about uh, mountain monsters on the Travel Channel oh, where right. they like chase Bigfoot around, right? Find Psychic Bigfoot. They find Psychic Bigfoot. They they also, at one episode, look, so. I don't know who greenlit this episode, but at one point they're definitely chasing a Yeti in the Appalachian mountains. Right. As you do. And they, they refer to it as Bigfoot's Asian cousin. Mm-hmm. There's a whole mm-hmm. Bigfoot family. And Big, Bigfoot they call it the slant eyes Yeti. No, they don't. I don't no. know who greenlit that. No. <laughs> no. That is real. Oh, and no. I can't believe it happened. On the Discovery Channel in, in 20... What, what year was the... Uh, it was like 2016 on the Travel Channel. No, maybe like 2014-ish. The Travel Channel just shows like, this is a hotel. Someone was dead here. Yeah. Uh, here are these people with cameras. And they've got night vision filter on their camera. And they're going to be afraid. Yeah, it was on the Travel Channel. And there's the eight seasons going on right now. Wow. Ruckman, give people a, a door update. Let's move away from how deplorable the Travel Channel is and uh move into but i look i will say though mountain monster did teach me that the bigfoots use chupacabras as hunting dogs that only makes sense yeah yeah yeah. uh also dorte from last week uh the the my apartment complex said hey email our regional manager for them to weigh in and very quickly we got an email back saying yep we're replacing your door with a metal one like it should be this whole time yep sounds about right I was hoping they were going to replace your door with a wall. <laughs> we're just going to seal this up, and that should solve all of our problems. I was, I was, I was waiting for the, uh, we're replacing it with a metal door. It'll now cost you $500. Right. We're doubling the price. Uh, I don't know, but if it's not fixed by the time you, you come visit for the Royal Rumble, we, I can show you. Oh, man. I hope that that's like three weeks away. Yeah, it'll be a while before we get a replacement. Oh, my gosh. That's insane. Well, yeah. If you want free stuff and you're in the Houston area. <laughs> I've got a friend with no door. Yeah, I was going to say, search the back doors of uh, Houston area uh, living residences. It's a third floor exterior closet. I don't think anyone's going to get to it. That sounds like a challenge to me. Wait, that's – it's not your front door? No. No, that would be a little more immediate, I'm pretty sure. 
Oh, yeah. well, this isn't that exciting at all. It's like, oh, no, my closet door. I mean, they wanted to be to pay $200 for their, like, we chose a hollow door to hang on your exterior that's, like, not rated for that use. There was a sticker on there that said interior door. Do you remember the apartment that me and Matt Scott lived in where we were hiding the bad washer and dryer on the porch? Oh, the Garage of Gains apartment? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, uh, yeah. And, like, because Matt brought his own washer and dryer and didn't want to yeah. use their washer and dryer. Yeah, yeah. And they wouldn't take them back from us. They're like, you have to keep them in the unit. So we just put them out on the back porch. So no one stole and them. Because, like, we faced just a fence. It was, like, literally our porch and then just two inches and a red fence. And one stupid woman would jog back there. And she narked on us that we had a washer and dryer on our porch that faced this solid wood fence that nobody could ever see. So then they were like, you guys can't have that washer and dryer on your porch. That's against the HOA. Right? They're like, it's your washer and dryer. <laughs> so then we had to like, we had to maneuver them one into each of our closets. You just put a blanket over them, right? Just yeah, we already had a tarp on them. Oh, really? Which like, I think the tarp came off after some storm and then she was running back there. What's y'all's fault for not securing the tarp? I mean, we kind of like wedged it, you know, it was a hack job. I mean, it's me and Matt Scott, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But like, who's running who's running back in that two inch alley like i'm just saying like there's no other like it's like a good 20 feet of just two inches of movement space in in the shadow of this building against a solid wood fence like if somebody's coming the other way you can't get past each other like it's that tight who's running back there smurfs clearly not a yeti that's for sure just narcs Anyway. Hey, let's talk about magic cards. Let's talk about magic cards. So magic this week cards. on the show, I mean, we can look. We of course know all about the. It's not Frexy if the whole set doesn't leak, right? Yep. So essentially, every rare in the set leaked over the weekend. We're not going to talk about most of those because number one, we want people to enjoy the story spotlights, all those kinds of things, because the stories are going on. I think the story's happening this week because spoilers start next week, I believe is what's happening. Uh, so next Tuesday, we'll start seeing more spoilers. So we're not going to cover any of the actual cards. Of course, if you're in the Discord, feel free to join the conversation. We're talking about them on the Discord. We're talking about them as well. But we're not going to talk about them on the show. We're going to wait for them to be officially spoiled. Already blackmailed enough. Yeah. However, little caveat, yeah. we are going to be talking about five spoilers from that leak because they are essentially already confirmed by wizards as we knew they were coming. So we'll be talking about the returning fast or the not really returning, I guess the yeah. debuting allied fast lands, the pioneer debuting to pioneer. Right. I about time, right? Right. Is about time. It's about that time in a minute. I'm going to need a cinnamon roll from the that doesn't win song of the year. Like all the rest of the, like, nominees are awful yeah i actually haven't seen what's up for song of the year uh holy by sam smith is up for song of the year whoa are you against do you not like unholy I'm that, that song is like that song is like literally 30 seconds long you're just a hater oh my god no but like it's like it's a tiktok song and that's it it has 20 seconds of listenable noise and Look, then after that it's not i want to support sam smith in his villain era oh my gosh I like Sam Smith. It's I like also Sam great Smith. because that song came out 
the week of the whole like Ned Fulmer from Try Guys cheating on his wife. <laughs> great, great. We needed to be reminded of the Try Guys. Oh man, I try but, to forget about those. Uh, I've been. Uh, I'm. I'm a Phoenix player. Yeah, I'm out here with Spire Bluff Canals day in day out. Yeah, right? and now everybody's flocking to me, and they're like, oh. What am I going to do with these fast lands and the slow lands? Can I play them both in the same deck? What's the correct just 3 and 3? Yeah. Like I've been I've been playing it for years, 3 storm carve, 3 spire bluff. Yeah. Sometimes you go to 18 lands in your phoenix deck and then you play 4 spire bluff and 2 storm or storm coast or whatever it's called. Any any gruel player still playing rootbound crags for whatever reason? The trash. Finally, we throw them in the trash, right? Now, I will say, like, it, it really feels like about time for these lands to come back. But to the point of, at, really, it almost feels like too late. Like, if we, 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 this finally gets to true land parity, but I feel like after Pathways, after the, the Midnight Hunt Crimson Vow Slow Lands, it's almost like now it's too much. Now, I we got eight so. lands. I think we can now actually run three color decks. I think Jund could be like something we could actually play now. Okay. Uh, because we have fast lands and the pathways and slow lands and the tri lands. Like I think that like I think that we could not play consistent three color decks. Okay. Unless we were like devoting to playing like every color. Sure. And just we were gonna be okay taking the first two turns off with our Karuga, you know. Yeah, but like now, I think you could play a three-color deck pretty consistently with the fast lands. Like Grease Fang gets way better. Yeah, like they get their uh, uh, the green-white one. You get Sea Chrome Coast Razor Ridge Thicket. They also get Sea Chrome Coast if they're playing Esper Grease Fang. Yeah, um, the big decks I think are going to get better, other than Rakdos Midrange, is like I'm better for the artifact decks. I think Rakdos Sack gets better. Ooh. I think that... Are you ready? Yeah. I think Rogues is real. Rogues. Okay, I can see it. I think that Demir... Like, with Underground Dark River Slick now... Shores, that what comes out? We yeah, got Dark, Dark Slick Shores and Underground River recently. And I'm just saying, like... Drown in the Lock is a heck of a magic card. Yeah, it is. And I think the creatures are there, and the mana has been so stumbly... That like it it can't curve out as an aggressive like curve deck, but I think now with like eight new lands essentially in the past two sets that are really speed up that deck, I think we could see a real rogues deck kind of come out like blue black Demir aggressive deck. I I want to see if we can finally put like voice of resurgence to good use. I want to see if we can finally do like close to a DNT style deck now, right? Green-white is also another color pairing that just got their pain land in Brothers War. Yeah. And is also now getting their fast land. I, I want to go back and revisit the Soul Sisters deck I was playing when, like, Spear of the Bo- Voice of the Blessed came out. That deck was, like, really close, I feel like, at the time. Now, whether or not it just is a worse version of Angels, I need to kind of mess around with. Um, also, Chris, Servo said I just need to steal your Resplendence at some point in time instead of complaining about not wanting to buy them. So, yeah, to be fair, I'm a lot less easy to steal from because my back door actually works. Wow. So, yeah, 
All right. We need to take a vote real quick. Which is the most impactful fast land coming back? I mean, probably just cliffs because it goes in Rakdos. Black leaf cliffs? Yeah. Probably. But, like, I think all of them are going to be really impactful. I was going to say Copperline Gorge, but I feel like. Oh, yeah. The Gruul decks are, like, already pretty solid again after their pain land, after their. After the Midnight Hunt land. I have one word for you guys, and that word is spirits. And spirits. so I think it's Seek Rome Coast. I don't know, because I don't think Azorius Spirits really has a home anymore. Because I think right now, when you're looking at what you're going to play spirits-wise, um, you either just want to play the Slim Down Mono Blue Spirits package, or you go ahead and play Bant Spirits. And I think Seek Rome Coast... I think Sea Chrome Coast is is makes Bant Spirits really good. To be clear, I like I don't think yeah. you're just playing as various. I just I think that one of the things that from watching you play was you were always like, man, the mana trying to fit green was real tough. And yeah. I think it's being an aggressive deck because additionally you have the blue white artifact deck. Well, um, if, if that's if that's the case, then I actually think Sea Chrome Coast isn't the big thing for Bant Spirits. It's going to be Razor Verge Thicket. So you have a white source that taps for green. Right. Yeah. I, I want the blue source of taps for white for our... Because uh, we want mostly blue um, for our spell queller. I but, just... You guys understand that Grohl Vehicles right now is a deck yeah. pioneer yeah. that is currently trying to play Werewolf Pack Leader and Embercleave uh-huh. with uh, two Mutavolts and uh, a Den of the Bugbear, a la- two Layer of the Hydras, like... Uh, their mana is sus. Like, yeah. double the sage you. Like, these two forests for some copper line gorges. I'm just saying, like, they're trying to get away with Mutavolt in this deck, and it is so greedy. And, like, literally, if you kill their, like, their elf on turn one, they're not playing, like, Werewolf Pack Leader to, like, turn seven. Like, <laughs> they're playing so Ken's in. Like, yeah, they yeah. got four Stomping Ground, four Carplusion Forest, and four Crag Crown Pathway. They've cut their slow land because they can't afford it anymore, right? Yeah. So I think that, like, getting some Razor Verge in there. Yeah. I would, honestly, though, I would like to see. Blackleaf Cliffs are already hitting, like, $18, by the way. I, I mean, think they're, they're going to go down. Like, the new version is going to be bucks, right? And that, that might make me play some Rectos. I'm, I'm really hoping. So I'm on the waiting for Full Art to be spoiled, or I'm going to buy the Expeditions. Carpalite Gorges are, like, $5 still. Like,. That might I'm be just my saying, opinion. like the 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 red green one might be the best one, just because like um, I mean, Rakdos is also a deck that kind of just is two colors, plays twenty four lands, and still misses their colors. Yeah. So, you know, I, I see the thing is like I think those decks because they play some slower cards are are still fine because like you usually start off with multiple lands, so like you know you get to pick whatever land you're playing first. So I mean. I don't know. Those decks being, I think, a little slower, I think it's much less impactful than a deck like Spirits where, like, I think you really want it. Or I could even see, like, Green-White, like, I see some aggressive decks wanting it, but I think that the Pain Lands were a lot more impactful in case you wanted to play, um, like, Eldrazi Shenanigans or something like that. But right. So my, my vote still remains on Seacrum Coast. I, you know, I could I could be wrong, but I just think that that's going to help some of the, like, Azorius aggressive decks, because I think you're going to see more. Like, I think Stubborn Denial is a hell of a card also, and... I think that you're going to start to see some more more decks feel more comfortable. Everyone watched the last of the Pioneer Progression series. They saw how great Ozorius Heroic did, oh my God. and they're just gonna they're gonna pick it up. I think Seacrow Coast is going to be the worst one 
Wow. Because the Azorius deck right now wants less cards like that. They want to play Irrigated Farmland because they're trying to get a Plains count. They want they want fewer. lay down arms. I mean, that's, that's control, though. I don't think... Yeah. I don't think you're playing irrigated. You're not playing irrigated farmland spirits, and that's what Chris telling me that like the Jund Ramp deck isn't going to want the fast lands. It's like, well, yeah, it's a different a different deck. But I hear you that like one of the most popular blue white decks. But um, I think the mana will. will I think the mana is going to be more impactful for those decks than any because like the decks you listed are are playing just great. You know, right? I mean, uh, they're playing all right. Like, I don't know, the Grohl mana base, uh, you can watch it stumble. And Rakdos, I mean, it's the top deck in the format, but, like, you'd be surprised, like, the number of times they just, like, don't have, like, double black for Shieldred, don't have mm-hmm. double red for something, right? Yeah. I just, like, I just don't think... I, 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 I'm, I, like, I think Chris is on the right, and I think the fast lands will be big. I think it's the different fast land than Seachrome Coast. But I don't think the mana base is what's holding back, like, a Bant Spears deck right now. Sure. Sure. I mean... I think that, like, I'd like to see a little more pressure on punishing decks with no basics. Yeah. Like, we have Field of Ruin, mm-hmm. which, like, if you get caught with no basics and you get fielded, but, like, Field of Ruin has not been good recently. Yeah. So I'd kind of like to see something. that much mana on that. Like maybe a Ghost Quarter, or maybe just, like, something like an Anathomancer or a price of progress, like anything to kind of just like give me an acidic slime that costs four that lets them fetch a that lets them fetch a basic. Give me that. Play Assassin's Trophy. I was gonna say, like, I think that exists. <laughs> Play Assassin's Trophy, indeed. You hear him. Hey, Golgari boat, man. The Seiju well, lets you get uh, it lets you get a stomping ground or whatever, right? Like you get any yeah. basic type land. Yeah. So, but Assassin's Trophy is a basic land, right? Dope. Just making sure I know uh, my, my basic land, non-basic land hosers. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, again, without getting into the cards, I mean, you guys looked at the spoilers. What are you? What are your just general thoughts about kind of getting into what the cards are? I mean, we still need to see the commons, uncommons, and most of the mythics. But I got to say, there are uh, definitely some rares I'm excited to talk about when the time comes. Next? Like, is there a mechanic that you feel comfortable talking about? Um. I mean. There's fixed infect, no. like there's proliferate, like I don't know. I, I was talking about the fixed infect. If you guys wanted to talk about that, and just that as a mechanic coming back, the good. I mean, we can. In my mind, I, I like it better because it's not going to ruin the ground game because infect sucked. Right. Yeah. Infect was pre- infect was pretty dirty. Ricky, what uh, thoughts? Yeah, uh, yeah saw mm-hmm. a lot of emotion on your face there. I'm glad. I like camera I, mode. I, I don't, don't know. Uh, face. I don't think toxic is very good. Yeah. Um, I'm not saying there's not going to be a toxic deck if they push <laughs> hard enough, but I'm What's just a toxic saying, deck, huh, Ricky? right, right, right. I'm just saying that like the mechanic toxic doesn't seem very good. Now, is it still one thing I can't tell quite from at least their minor decks I've seen? Is it still dealing combat damage and giving a counter? Yes. yes. Okay. All right. It works exactly like poisonous. Okay. That's mm-hmm. what I thought. Yep. Why could it just be poisonous then? No, no, no. Toxic. Yeah. With the taste of your lips. I'm on a ride. There we go. There we go. I'm slipping under. Yeah, I think, um, you know, we don't want to get what you do with, but I, uh, you know, the mechanic we've seen so far is Toxic X. Most cards are Toxic 1, which makes a lot of sense to me because then you get one poison counter. And then there's like cute ways to proliferate. 
Yeah. So like you could, you could theoretically give your opponent more poison counters that way, but it's not like oh this card deals its damage in minus one counters or or in you know in poison counters. So like so for what we've seen so far from what we've seen leaked potentially, most of the cards are toxic one. They're not like oh this card's you know a four four with toxic five or something like that. We haven't yeah. we haven't seen something like that so far. So based on that knowledge, they've they've toned it down a lot. Um, but I still think that the, the deck could be you know. Could be reasonable. There, there's been some some cute cards that we'll look for in the coming weeks once the spoiler season comes out. Yeah, we still have to see all the commons and uncommons in the set. And again, who knows what the mythic slots are going to be? Uh, kind of poison, poison is coming back, which I think is kind of a big deal. Um, do you guys? Do you guys? How do you guys feel about this in general? Like poison in general for it against it? Alt win con. I think it's fine. Yeah. I'm not too like upset about it, right? Yeah. Um, also, because it's not that good coming into Pioneer right. here. I, I would like seen so far. We'll see, but I'd like to talk a little bit about cards that are officially spoiled. Okay. Uh, is there anything? I mean, we've already talked about most of them, but I mean, is there something you want to bring up? I don't think. Have we talked about Kaido? Oh, I, I know, last yeah. week. What, what are yeah, your thoughts on Kaido? Here. Talked about Kaido. I like this card a lot. Okay. Okay. Um, the plus one is like huge utility. Being able to just passively like blink your guys back. Like, okay. the plus one being, like, your guy does not block, I attack in with my uh, rogue, right? Yeah. And then I'm going to bounce the rogue back, and then I can either draw a card, or make a 2-2, or make another guy unable to attack or block next turn. Chris, you picked up on rogues for this guy. You're yeah. picking up on... Uh... Uh, I don't think this card is going to be, like, huge or anything, uh, and it is just a rare. I think this card is going to be very cool as like a two of curve enter in a rogues deck right where you're like token is infinity dollars. huh the token is going to be worth infinity dollars if it's oh the cute God. little oil raccoon. raccoon boy yeah. um the token has death touch too which is insane yeah. it took so, a little to pick up on that that that's what made me because at first i was like i don't like this card um i just think four mana is a lot and then like you have to bounce your creature back so now you're down board presence and yeah, you could solve something, but like then next turn you've got to play your creature, which can't attack. You know, like you need to have a pretty significant board presence, and at that point you've already won the game. So I viewed it a little bit more as a win more. But now, once I was like, oh, the, the token has death touch, I thought it protected itself a little bit better than I initially gave it credit for. You can keep it around for a couple turns, but you know, for four mana with no significant ability on those plus ones, and I get why they can't because you can plus one, uh, you know, multiple times. But I mean. Like, being able to bounce, like, being able to, like, clear the way for Glint Sleeve Summoner, or Glint Sleeve Siphoner to, like, attack in, get the extra energy, and then recast it to get more energy and draw a card, right? Sure. Uh, oh, or even, like, the Thieves Guild Enforcer, the one-mana Flash creature. Reset your never, Huh? Reset your mills. Reset, yeah, reset for more mills. Uh, it gets in, and then you can bounce it up, and then you can flash it on your opponent's turn. Uh and then it, it can block with Death Touch, right? The... Now, now here, here's the rabbit hole I went down last week that uh, we're going to resend the listeners on. Right. We can use this to double our ninjutsu on the same combat step. As long as we have another creature in play and our ninjutsu guy, where, where this sure is, this will trigger post-combat damage still in combat. So we could bounce an unblocked creature still 
after combat damage, still in combat, to re-ninjutsu our guy back in. This is too deep. This is too deep. Ricky, we're doing it. We're doing it. <laughs> um, and then we embarrass Saffron and all of a Zerasan. Like, hey, if what I want to do is bust the tide, and I'm going to reset my Mystic Snake, all right? So you guys are, you know, I, f- I found the ultimate play, okay? I'm just saying, like, if you play this into a Shieldred, it doesn't seem immediately good, but just being like, you can play it plus, and the Shieldred can't attack, right? Yeah. And then, like, or. you make the tokens. Like, I, I just feel like this card is a lot of value. I think four mana is correct for this much value, right? Maybe we could make the zero a minus one to draw a card and make it cost three, but that's greedy of me, right? Then the card would definitely see play. Look, that's all I'm going to say is mana, though, I think a draw card is better when Teferi had it and it gave him loyalty at the same time. But that guy costs five. This costs four and is going to be – it's going to be an all-star in multicolor cube. Sure. Is it better or worse than original Kato? Um, original Kaido phases out when he comes into play, right? Yeah. Man, original Kaido is such a good card, too. I, I It's a card that I'm – of all the good three drops from Kamigawa that have seen a lot of Pioneer play, I'm kind yeah. of surprised Kaido has not. I guess, not like – I'm going to play an Esper, Esper, Esper Fang. I guess, like – the thing is Kaido – the, like, OG Kaido, right? Yeah. Doesn't defend himself very well at all no well besides the turn he phases out and then like his emblem is kind of bad yeah like so i just that's the thing is like the new kaido's abilities are abilities that i want to activate a lot sure so um and you don't get four abilities if you actually chain veil right what do you it's an additional time it's just an additional time, okay. It's an additional, yeah. So you get three. But if you keep activating Chain Veil That's and right. play another Kato. I mean, like, even just like even like just attacking in and dealing damage with like some token, sure. bouncing it away, even like just to bounce it away to draw a card, right? Is yeah. I, I just I think this guy's a lot of value and I think I think he's better than he looks. If if my turn four play is Kaito and my opponent's turn four play is Shieldred, I'm going to activate the zero ability um, to draw more cards so that I can just end the game faster so that I can play a different deck, you know? Wow. You can just make two two death touches that draw you that make you gain the life back. You could. I, I think I think that's legit where this card could be interesting, is that, like, like actually, if you've got evasive creatures, because they're not super popular unless you're playing experience, I think making multiple death touches. Can you make two or no, or does that... It's, I mean, you have to get a loyalty somewhere, but... Right. Well, either way, you can lock something down and then make a Death Toucher, and then, like, you've made an army and, like, interacted the board with your opponent. I think that could be fine, you know? I mean, like, you can... Board. I'm just saying the amount of advantage this card will generate on the board is nice. It gives you a lot of options, which I do like. I like, like, hey, I can, you know, get your board, or I can draw some cards if I need to, or I can... um, you know, I can make some more, uh, a smaller arm. I will say this is no, I don't think this is Jaya levels of good. I think this card is going to be better than Soren turned out to be. And I was pretty high on Soren. Which one? Uh, the Mirthless. That guy yeah. is still seeing a lot of play. He's, he's playing Rakdos. Yeah. Yeah, I think I, I do. I like this card better, actually. Like once the guy has Death Touch, um, I'm a bigger fan of this, especially knowing like, oh, the drawing a card doesn't cost me a bunch of life. It's still four mana. 
Um, you know what's actual hot? I can lock some stuff down. What's up? Attacking him with the Kiki Jiki. Connecting. Oh. Refabling. Yeah. Or I, uh, I, what I, can I do it with whatever I copied? You can just bounce whatever you copied. Yes, yeah, of course. If, I, if I'm in Grixis and I just copy something, and then I mean, at that point, I probably have something better to do. But hey, if I don't, you know, two activations on this, draw some cards, whatever, make a guy draw some cards. I feel like I get stranded pretty often with like not much good to copy. With uh... oh, no, you. I mean, you can't copy the. You have to be careful what you copy because obviously, if you don't attack in with the original, you can. I like you have to bounce the clone right, and that's. Because you can only bounce what you dealt damage with. Yeah, sure, sure. And if you bounce the clone, the clone's dying at the end of the turn anyways. Sure, that's true. Yeah. That's the point, yep. I like it. All right, look, you guys are also skating around the fact that, like, yeah, opponent's playing Shieldred, but, like, I use my four mana to play Phyrexian Obliterator, which, the more mm-hmm. I look at it, is still just Maple's Demon form from Bofury, which Season 2 comes out this week. So, everyone, everyone go uh, watch Bofury. I just think that Kaido is way more interesting than Elish Norn, and people are going insane over Elish Norn. And like, people are like, "Yeah, this card it's is good card." They wanted to have it not printed in Commander. They're like, "This is good enough for modern play. This is going to be great for standard." And I'm just like, "Oh, how?" And it's like, it doubles my triggers. And it's like, you spent five mana for nothing, and then if you get another turn, you can double some triggers. I don't know. Kaido comes down and does something. Did you see the, um, oh, what's the old card that's like uh, the five whatever that you just skip your next two turns? Eater of Days? It's like, uh, yes. If I play Eater of Days with my Elishnorn and my Yarok and my Panharmonicon in play. I'll skip the next eight turns. See <laughs> ya. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I just, I, I'm just not into this Elishnorn. I think um, it's pretty good. <laughs> like... It does a lot. I mean, in, in Pioneer, there's a lot of cards that come into play and trigger things, you know? I, I get it, but also it lets your opponent hard cast their Croxa. I think we'll get better Mom in the next set. I think we're going to get another Mom. This card blocks Croxa. Okay, you're still... Sure, sure yes, correct. <laughs> <laughs> you still have Croxa triggers, though. Uh. Croxa also blocks this card. 4-7 is an awkward line. She loses the Shieldred... Why oh, is it my four team. seven? Is I that like an important number? No. Is there something weird I'm missing? Is there some math no. thing I'm missing? No. No. Okay. I mean, it adds up to eleven, so it's two ones. I guess I don't know. <laughs> I just. Why is it called Mother of Machines, Ricky? You see that forty-two numbers? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Numbers. Mm. Mm-hmm. Numbers. This is the year twenty-three, which is the number of Dr. Pepper. So, buy stock in Dr. Pepper. This is not financial advice, but buy stock in Dr. Pepper. Important that this is not. Also, speaking of the year 2023, they had that weird announcement earlier this week, earlier today, that uh, showed off the hey, if you go buy the completed bundle, which I think is going to be kind of fun, and I'll probably be buying one when it comes out in March, uh, you get the cool little uh, clicker thing, life total clicker. Oh, you get a little life clicker. A little life total clicker. And then uh, also. They said magic is going to change in 2023, and um, I hope this isn't, like, the last time there's going to be a big shakeup. That's when Black Adam was coming out. There's going to be a massive par- – the, pa- the power paradigm of the DC universe is going to change. Uh, boy, did that sure happen and not the way they expected. 
Thankfully, you don't have to buy a complete edition. It says if you want the clicker, you can also just spend $75 USD on sealed Magic the Gathering product. I think the, the, the complete edition will be fun, though. It'll, it'll have, like, the special completed pack, which is going to have, like, Elshnor and some other stuff in it. Anyway. I don't know why. I'm just going to say it now. And it's okay. not because of the leaks. And it's definitely because of product fatigue, right? Yeah. Man, I don't care about this set. Really? Like, I'm excited about the Fastlands. Yeah. Right? And I'm kind of excited about Kaido, right? Some fun rares. But, like, um, man, I just don't care. And, like, the fact that, like, they're like, ooh, look at this lineup of characters. We're going to kill five of them. I bet you don't know which ones. And it's just, like, I don't know. It's just kind of, like, I'm not excited about this set. I, I might be excited about March Machine because Chandra's on the front cover. And I want to see an angry Chandra. Yeah. Uh, you know, I love an angry Chandra. But, like, I don't know. Maybe this is cool. Magic is going to change for the Magic's have a massive change this year. I think it's going to be there's going to be cross plane travel without planeswalkers. There's like 30 million variants of all the same card. I just, uh, this is the set where I think I'm finally going to be like, why do I buy boxes? Like, I'm just going to buy singles if I need any cards that are in this set, like Kaido. You buy boxes for the rush. Yeah. And like, there's already some cards and it's because of the leaks a little bit where I'm seeing cards and I'm just like, I don't even want to play limited with this set. Oh, Oh, that whenever Ricky doesn't want to play limited, that feels bad. That hurts my soul. There's two planeswalkers at rare that make me just not want to play this limited set at all. Yeah. yeah. Um, and like, if you know, you know, and if you don't know, I don't I know. I mean, we can, we can say the name of it. We don't have to say what they do, but like, man, I'm going to open my Jorkadine and my opponent's going to open the Emperor and I'm just going to be like, eh. I just don't. The Emperor. Ugh. I just don't want to play Limited in this set already. Already don't want to play Limited. Like, I mean, Phyrexian Obliterator in a Limited format is already kind of a blowout card. Yeah. Yeah, that card's rough. Like, yeah, it costs four black. but At least this Limited format will be able to answer it, unlike... Uh, Dominaria Remastered, where ha- you can't beat Lyra in red. Yes, okay. Dominaria Remastered, though, I played it. It was a ton of fun. Yes, Lyra's a bad mythic that kind of mucks things up, right? Uh, but, like, it's a cool card to include. Yes, red and green cannot answer Lyra in the limited format. Ricky's but... also on the sexy open a full art Force of Will. This is not tr- just true, but yes. Uh, the set's kind of interesting because it's a bunch of commons and uncommons from really old sets where you're playing with very, like, weird creatures, and then all the rares and mythics are from, like, the newer sets. So, like, the games get a little swingy, but in a fun way, for the most part, and uh-huh. the archetypes are really interesting. Like, Storm is an archetype in Remastered sure. supported fully, you know? I don't think I've ever successfully seen somebody, like, Grape Shot for 10 in a limited format. So, you know... Yeah. I have seen somebody put a Splinter Twin on a Conquering Manticore. Yes, I, we've all seen the Splinter Twin on the Conquering Manticore. Could you win another limited game, please, Chris? <laughs> but, uh, somebody sounds upset that I did that to them two weeks in a row. I think Chris is going to try to do it again this weekend. He's going to bring his own Splinter Twin and Conquering That's Manticore. Royal Rumble. That's right. Uh, not this weekend. Two Next weekends weekend. for the Draft-a-thon. That's yeah. right. I got to go get that trophy made. For that. Yeah, you do. It's going to be too late now. Yeah, you, well, uh, if if he does it now, it, it, they might be able to do it in time. 
Oh, we're just no. gonna write our name on a napkin. The 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 trophy from last year. Uh huh. Seen pictures of right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, that was made uh, the day before the event. Hell yeah! <laughs> like I was just like, I've got ten dollars for trophy money. Went to trophy store. Hey, can I get this? Sure, ten dollars. All right, here. Well, yeah. it must be hard times in the trophy industry. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to see this. I know who's not sponsoring us in the coming weeks, and that's the trophy store. <laughs> you know, the trophy store. I'm going. I'm going a little more all out this time. I'm going to get a better trophy. Yeah, sounds good. Tell them that we'll trade sponsorship for a. Uh, we'll trade them exposure for a trophy. No, I'm just going to buy the trophy. I'm not going right. to support the. Uh, when, I, when I win, I just want a kiss on the cheek from Ricky and a bottle of milk. That's it. <laughs> Celebrate. Uh, uh, okay. All right. Deal. <laughs> I'm excited for this set. I'll be honest yeah. with you. I think the set looks cool. I'm going to buy a box. Uh, I agree. I think limited looks terrible, um, but I'm excited for all the cards that I most of the cards that I've seen so far. I think there's some really cool ones in here. All right. Well, we're ready to talk about Pioneer results here, real quick, before we wrap things up. Let's do it. What you got? Let's talk about all it. right. Let's talk about Saturday's challenge. In eighth place, we have Goburn with Bant Spirits. In the seventh place, we have Solo eighty three on. Rakdos midrange. I did not link you guys the events. No, I'm, I was about to say something. I was like, I was about to find him. I was about to find him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here you go. Let me, let me. I'm a bad host, bad podcast host. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Where was I? Seventh place, Simul 83 on Rakdos midrange. Sixth place, Azax on Nykthos ramp. We're playing our, this is our Bolus build. In fifth place, we have Rastaff on Slesnia Angels. I still I still don't know how I feel about Angels. I've got, you know, people telling me it should be higher up on the playing Pioneer tier list, and I say I don't want to believe them because I don't want to rob Chris of his resplendent Angels. <laughs> uh, in fourth place, we have Jinko HS on Hidden Strings. In third place, Burt Taco 87, or sorry, 77 on Is It Phoenix? In second place, we have Raced on Hidden Strings. And in first place, we have Soul Strong on Rack Dose Mid Range. I mean, man, the power kills, they look kind of funny in the face of uh, Celestia Angels, I guess. I mean, yeah. the whole deck is so sorcery speed that, like, powered kill, like, you literally get afraid because your Rack Dose opponent does something on your turn. Like, they have Fatal Push is like the only instant in their deck until they added Power Word Kill, right? Yeah. I mean, I guess uh, Stomp, right? Sure. But like, for the most part, your Rakdos opponent, they take their turn, and then you take your turn, and uh, they don't play on your turn for the most part. Like, maybe a, a cheeky push every now and then, right? Uh, but they're normally a tap-out kind of deck. Yeah. So like, when they have that Power Word Kill, I think is really surprising to a lot of decks. I mean, look... We can't all be as interactive a format as modern. Oh, no, no, no. The, the interaction is definitely here. They're going to interact all over you on, on their turn, but uh, normally they don't interact at instant speed, but now they get to interact more often with the power word kill. I, is there is there anything, any real deck you want to talk about in this top eight? I mean, it looks pretty straightforward. I want to talk a lot about some decks. In this, in this event? Yeah. Okay, what do you want to talk about? Can we talk about, is it Drake's? Is it really Drake's? I mean, it plays two Crackling Drake. It's it's really just Phoenix. This board is playing two Invoke the Wind. Okay, well, now you got me. Like, we're playing uh, 
We're playing only lands that tap for blue. We're double island in the main deck, which is kind of insane, right? Okay. And so we're on like double invoke the winds. There's a third crackling drake in the board. Uh, we're on Narset's reversal again, and I don't know why, but I'm sure I will eventually. Because because there's so much black running around. Like you want to you want to thought seize me. Yeah. I mean, but like the way Narset's reversal happens, right? You take their thought seize. You just yeah. take their thought seize. You take their thought seize, yeah, and, and you see their hand. Right. That's true. Um, invasive surgery is kind of wild coming back. I like it. Yeah. It, it gets uh, a lot of weird things. Uh-huh. I mean, it gets treasure cruise in the, in the mirror, right? It gets trespass, which have you opened your fate reforged box yet? I don't have a fate. Ref- oh, right. No, no, no. I have not yet to that. Um, it also, it also takes, uh, it takes away storm the festival. Yeah, it does. It's true. Uh, so like it, it's got some interesting implications and I like that too of like, other than that, like kind of a, a standard, uh, Phoenix list that it's playing to crackling Drake. Is it a thing in the ice? And I mean, thing in the ice is kind of like, I, we keep it around. If Karn gets banned, thing in the ice is gone. I'm pretty you, sure. Like, you think so? Only to the sideboard for sure. Like the shredders and the, the arc Light Phoenix are way better. I kind of like the Crackling Drakes and the Invoke the Winds. That's, Invoke the Winds kind of scary. I don't know when you bring it in. I'm ready to win some Thing of the Ice this RCQ season. Uh, and then also I want to talk a little bit just about, because I've been delving a lot and, and doing a lot of testing of uh, Hidden Strings right now. Yeah, yeah. What do you, what do you, think, about, what do you think about Lotus Field? So uh, Hope Tender is the truth. Okay. Um, it comes down on turn two. Um or it comes down on turn three with, like, the Lotus play, right? Uh-huh. Uh, and then when you're going off, just being able to untap two Lotus fields is kind of absurd. Sure. Mana. Um, it makes you... It makes it so that people want to leave in their removal against you when you show them, like, Hope Tender and, like, try to hard cast Viziers and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, we've got, like, the second place list and the fourth place list, right? If you look, they have entirely different sideboards. And yeah, what, what I, do you feel about Zakama? It's real. I've been playing Zakamas. And being able to just, like, play Zakama, untap my lands, and then just, like, gain three life, kill an aggressive creature, right? Against, like, the aggro decks. Sure. It's kind of like Chi-Chi, right? It also can blow up anything that other than Dampening Sphere, because you're not casting Zakama with a Dampening Sphere in play. But it can, like, blow up anything that's kind of, like, keeping you down. Normally, it'll just win the game on its own. It is a 9-9 with Trample and Vigilance. Um, but this this deck is starting to get to a point where I'm just sort of keeping just a bunch of cards in a box, and then I just have to pick my 15 sideboard when I go to an event. Right? Sure. It's like, you keep like a 25-card sideboard with this deck, and then like as you go to the event, you decide which 15 you want to write down. Uh, like Languish, people are playing Languish. Some people are playing Supreme Verdict. Some people still are. You, are you switching to Lotus Field this season? I'm not switching to Lotus Field, but I've got it built and I've been working on it a lot and pimping it out. Okay. Um, I like the deck. This one's on Two Hope Tender. I like that a lot. Impulse really made the deck pretty good because you can play at instant speed. Man, Impulse! Impulse is such a wild card to be printed, I feel like. I mean, like, just an instant speed version of the Jason Liliana walking, walking through the street cards. Or uh, look at my hands. Oh, yeah. And uh, so Elder Gargaroth, like, it just sort of, 
I think this deck's a lot of fun if you're wanting to build it. I still think it's a relatively cheap deck. Oh, yeah. Come, like, I mean, you got to get the Pesajus, right? Yeah. You can buy with two Pesajus. It only plays one breeding pool. Like, that's the correct number of breeding pool. Like, you just have to find a build that works for you and then yeah. put together, like, the stuff you want in your sideboard for your meta and then take it to events. I mean, behold, the multiverse is kind of wild. That that card's interesting. Yeah, I just think that there's a lot going on with this deck. Yeah, still, just if you can find, I mean, you could easily find the um, the starter deck, the challenge deck for like thirty bucks or so. I think no problem, and that'll give you a good start here. You just have to kind of build out the emergent package afterwards. But I mean, it gives you a lot. Cheap too, like behold, beyond's two bucks. Yeah, conditions are like five bucks each, maybe. Like, one Leer is $4. The Balagheads are honestly kind of the most expensive part to pick up, you know? How much were the how much was that Foil Balagheads recovery? Uh, the Foil Balagheads recovery, I picked it up for, like, I opened it. Oh, okay. So I picked it up for free because it was in that box that I opened the Ancient Tomb in. Oh, nice. Value. Uh, but I think they're, like, 7 or 8 right now, Foil. Okay. So I, I bought one Foil Arboreal Grazer so far. Oh. Those are, like... 16 i paid 20 for mine they're like 16 to 20 i paid 20 dollars for a foil aboard upraiser my boy's that much foil yeah i had a lot of card kingdom credit i also bought four uh fiery impulse foil god bless you i like i'm working I on the bullet i was like i so want these cards foil yeah, in I, my I, deck. i've been slowly working on foiling out is it prowess right and that's one of the cards i'm just like oh god i don't know yeah, like I think my set was like fifty bucks. <laughs> yeah. Oh. oh, that hurts. It was. Hurt. Uh, it was. You know, clean up the trade binder end of the year. Chuck a bunch of cards to Card Kingdom. Not that I, you know, promote doing that or anything. But like, eh, I just was my my trade binder was full, and I was like, let's move all these cards. People weren't trading when I was going to PTQs recently. They were like, no, I'm modern player. I don't trade. It's like cool. Gotcha. Got it. Cool. All right. Ready to move on to Sunday then? Yeah. All right. Let's move on to Sunday's showcase. Uh, in eighth place, you have Casa on four color fires. In seventh place, we have SZ Kuznick on hidden strings. Sixth place, we have KYTK321 on hidden strings. A lot of Lotus this weekend. DeKing3603 on his race control. Fourth place, Pancake Sock on Ugari Midrange. We saw this deck kind of build up some steam uh, after I think Doomwake really kind of showed the deck off, and it's been picked up by a few people here and there. So if they come back, talk about this deck list. Uh, third place, Snapcaster Bolt on Ghoul Boat. Of course, Snapcaster Boat Bolt is Vinny, who does some work for Playing Pioneer. So if you want some deck guides from Vinny, go check out Playing Pioneer. Uh, third, pl- Second place, sorry, uh, Bresset one two three on Ghoul Boat, and then first place Rianne on Rakdosak. God, I love love seeing Rakdosak on top. I think look Orzov has been good. Orzov is good to me, but I think we have set to go back to playing Rakdos. playing Rakdos. Yeah, I mean, I think it'd be smart, man. I think like if the only problem that I see is like. Again, in, in our metagame, a lot of people just have Rakdos built because if there was more, um, like if there was a ton of Phoenix that I saw, like I just want to be playing like red blue control with main deck um, Narsets. Yeah. But like all the Rakdos running around, <laughs> you want to build 
you know, the the gruel boat deck. But if you started seeing a lot of gruel boat decks, this this again, this deck laughs in the face of creature decks. We talked this, about that last week. Like, yeah, but the, this deck also has a better Rakdos. It is it is still a slightly better Rakdos mid range matchup too. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, we're dodging some of the Karn hate because we're not playing Oni Cult Anvil. Yeah, you know, so like we're doing that. The only artifacts we really need to pop off are witches of them. Which, while important, we still have you know eaten alive. We, we've we've shifted away from that plan, so we're not as much in on as as good as Anvil is. I feel like you know. Yeah, upping the eaten alive count, I think, is like key to fighting against uh, Karn, right? Yeah. And like, there's not much Karn running around uh, anymore, you know. I and feel like there wasn't the cards away. At least at the local level, even there wasn't. I mean, you know, most of our events, I feel like we go to. There's maybe two, maybe three people on yeah, on like, modern grand, at least the RCQ level. The last two pioneer events I went to. One of them had one mono green player, and the other one had zero mono green players. They're both like twenty something person events. Uh, actually, no, I think Chris, the one you played in, was a little less than twenty players, right? It was somewhere around there. It was like right at twenty players, and then the one in Austin was bigger. Yeah, that Ruckman played in, <clears throat> and there was no mono green player at that at that event in Austin, which is kind of wild. So, I'm just saying, like. I don't think Mono Green's a bad deck, but Rakdos has kind of honed in on it, and I'm okay if Rakdos keeps Mono Green away for a little bit, and we can play the fun decks, you know? Uh, you want to talk about the Golgari deck, or do you want to talk about the uh, oh. uh, Yorian I, control player? We, we got to get Bridger. We got to get Bridger on the cast, or we well, all have to go on Bridger's podcast. Yeah, we're, we're going to get Bridger on this monumentous occasion. We're gonna, we're gonna get Bridger on hopefully after spoiler season. Nice. Um, but Golgari mid range though, I I am here for it. So like I said, this is by Pancake Sock um, Doomwake, and some other people have been playing the deck a bunch on their stream. So this deck is uh, four Elvish Mystic, four Landmore Elves, two Misery Shadow, three Briarbridge Tracker. Which man, if you told me Briarbridge Tracker was gonna be better than Tireless Tracker, I wouldn't believe you. But I am a believer now. Uh, four Graveyard Trespass, four Love Struck Bees, four Fatal Push, four Thoughtseize, four Seeker's Chariot, three Sky Sovereign. Um, look, I mean, we get rid of some of the... You get rid of red, and I think the, the Reckless Stormseeker yeah. is a really big loss, especially for your artifacts, but we, we know how strong Graveyard Trespasser is. Yeah. Right? You get, thought, strong... you get mid... Go ahead. I just say you just get better disruption, right? Like you're right. trading, you're trading yeah. Fable, you're trading the Acrome, where you're trading Reckless Storm Secret for just better disruption. I like our two drops better here. I mean, I think Misery Shadow is pretty huge, to be honest with you. Yeah. Um, both decks could theoretically play, and I'm surprised we don't see as much scavenging as, um, but, you know, maybe you need more food for your Trespasser. I'm not sure. But both decks have access to that. But um, it's kind of your choice, right? Like, I don't know. Obviously, Acrome Wars better in the creature matchup is the only thing I'll tell you. Yeah, uh, obviously, but you get more disruption here, right? Like Thoughtseize is is just what I would want going into like an unknown field, right? Thoughtseize is, is kind of the, um, I don't know, your your hammer. It, it does a lot, you know. Windstorm in the board for angels is hot. Kind of interesting for Llanowar Waste, but only one Blooming Marsh. I mean, they're playing four Mutavolt, but you know, yeah, the cards aren't very color intensive in this deck, so. It's a yeah. so That's I guess they can they can run that, but I, I feel like you want like at least one more blooming marsh. Yeah, given how many misses you have, but maybe maybe like I said, you know, I don't know, maybe maybe uh, you don't have a way to fetch your Urborg, right? But that makes that makes mana easy. Urborg's the cheat card, right? 
Uh, the sideboard is kind of wild. Just a bunch of one ofs. Just windstorm. Like we've got one of gem razor. Back to nature. One of Raska. Yeah, one of back to nature. Just We're not Karuga fires deck, right? Karuga fires auras. And like the gem razor too in the same. Yeah. Uh, kind of wild. I, I like this deck a lot. Yeah. Uh, you you want to talk about Zora's control? I mean. Yeah. What happens if you um, gem razor mutate over Sky Sovereign? Does it say being a creature? So does it say a four four? It says a four four with flying, reach, trample, and then whenever it attacks, it deals three damage. Right? It has to be on the on the gather for for gem yeah, razor. I th- yeah, I think. I, you also, I think you can still crew it though. Yeah, I was about to say I was like, it still has crew three though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Go, go ahead and talk about Azorius while I look this up. Uh, this Azorius list is kind of, uh... It's kind of cope. I mean, it's it's Wilden. It's on Yorian, right? We're on three Narset, four Wandering Emperor, four Teferi. We got the March. Uh, a lot of Dwari Disruption. Only three Absorb. It's like a lot of threes. Only three Supreme Verdict, four Portable Hole, four Omen, four Shark Typhoon, no Temporary Lockdown. Um, and then a lot of lands. Uh, this is a... Claudio Straight. tweeted this weekend that he was not as big of a fan of temporary lockdown. Um, a lot more people are relying on threes. Right. And like, if you can't get rid of an opponent's three, then then you can be in trouble. So, like, I just think this deck has uh, this deck is is a control deck that time traveled uh, from like the the new Capenna release. Right. There's yeah. no there's no cards from Dom U. There's no cards from Brothers War. Are there even any cards from Capenna in here? I don't think so, right? This is just, this is just uh, the, this is just oh, the Amigawa yeah, control deck. Um, well, you're right. Uh, most people are playing the laydown arms. Like right, that's a, that's a Claudio thing, and I agree with him. I think that card's very, very strong, and right. I think that's the reason to stop playing. Um, we do have two temporary lockdowns in the board. Okay, that's our that's our 2022 card, but the yeah. rest of this deck is very 2021 control. Coming back from the future. I mean, God, it was twenty twenty two. I mean, it came out like January like second, twenty twenty two. Okay, so our, our vehicle question: yeah. If you mute, if you put the mutate creature, if you put the gem on top of the boat, it will stay a creature. If you put the boat on top of gem razor, it will. You have to animate it, but it right. will always have crew three, just like right. users at home. Always in your hearts. Yeah, you always, you always have crew three. Don't forget there that. Go. There we go. That's a sweet lesson. That's a it's sweet lesson. Oh my gosh! I have oh. not seen this deck do well at locals. I think you you have to be an Azorius pilot and have the right metagame for it. Ed, like you have, to, person, you have to be tuned really well. This person, the King three six zero three, has been sitting under a waterfall since Kamigawa's release, right. playing out these matchups in their head right. and meditating. On the marriage of the Wandering Emperor and Teferi, Hero of Dominaria. Using their noble bloodline. Yeah. <laughs> like, they, they've just, like, uh, they, they this is 8 0, like, through the Swiss, right? Like, I mean. RGW, no problem. I, I just think that, Great like, play. this is absolutely wild. I love this. And honestly, this deck is, even an 80 card deck, it's only 159 ticks on uh, Mitgo, right? Yeah. So you, that's nice. you can't play late on arms in the in the eighty card version is why I was like oh well late on arms but but you're 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 those are things you're not going to play too many lands yeah. cards and, and lay down arms or eighty 
80 lands and then not playing the, the late on arms version. <laughs> right, right, right. I mean, you know, I, I think if you see a lot of Phoenix in your metagame, Narset's what I want to be playing. In fact, again, I would just be playing Is It cards with main deck Narset and go like a more controlling version. So I, I think you really want to tune to your metagame. And I think based, like if you've been to a couple RCQs in your area or close to it, I, I think there are some pretty clear metagame calls right now based on what you see. Like, I want to be playing Narset if I'm seeing um, Reactors. If I'm seeing a lot of creature decks, I want to be on one of the boat decks. Preferably Gruul, because of the Akron War is really good against creatures. Obviously, I think Rakdos would be fine as well, because you have more more creature hate. Or Rakdos Sack. Like, if you've got that, then Rakdos Sack or the Gruul boat deck is where I want to be there. Um, so on and so forth. If you see a lot of Rakdos, then again, go back to your Gruul boat, because it's got a better matchup against Rakdos and a good matchup against creature decks. But if you just see a lot of creature decks, you know, you're Rakdos Sack. So um, I think there's some pretty clear stuff here. And uh, Narset's also really good against um, um, Hidden Streaks. Right. Um, what are we trying to say? What's the big card in that deck? Lotus Field. Lotus Field. Yeah, Lotus Field. Narset really good against Lotus Field. They draw a lot of cards. Same thing um, with, like, any kind of disruptive spells. I was amazed at how quickly I was like, well, I've got, like, an Is It Charm or any kind of counterspell interaction for... Right, right, right. The Lotus Field deck, and it was kind of like, well, I wasn't prepared for that. I was hoping you were going to try and kill me, and I was just going to dirtle my way over top of you. But yeah, there's depending on what your metagame is, I think there are some really good calls right now, especially in an accessible format like this. I think it's pretty easy to put together uh, like two key decks based on what you think your metagame call might be and start practicing one of them. I think if you want to just take an average deck, we talk all the time, pros talk about it, being familiar with the deck is going to be important. But if you could be familiar with two decks or you've just been following, like us, you've been following the format for a long time and you feel like you know what generic play patterns are going to kind of be, um, even if you're no master of the game, I'm certainly no master of the game anymore with the, with the amount that I get to play. But there's a couple really good calls that I think you could pick out and, and, and dominate with. Right. Uh, I also like to point out way down here at the bottom, right? Uh, one, one real quick, the 28th place is Azorius Control by Claudio. That's the 60-card list that plays Laydown Arms. I like this list. Anyways, at 31st place, we have Blue Black by Fine Spoo. And this is Blue Black Main Deck 2 Notion Thief. Yeah. Narset, Days Undoing, Baleful Mastery. Right. One Shark Typhoon is the only win con of this deck. No, you're not having a stroke from frustration. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, just that blood vessel just finally pops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I've seen lists of this running around. I mean, there's a third nurse of thief on the board. Uh, there's somebody who plays locally who plays like Urtai, which is very funny with like Narset or Notion Thief out, right? Yeah. Um, it, this deck is hilarious. I always love this deck. It, it really just can't win the game uh, until it does. And uh, this deck also rocks mono green. <laughs> I love this deck. You just manland people to death, you know? You probably should play one more of the black mainland, but you you just all haul up the storm drive people because you, you just have so many more resources than because, like, one successful day's undoing, and you're like, well, I've got seven cards, you've got zero. How do you, how do you feel about two Gyrie Sanitarium? Because the lock is so real. The lock is insane because, like, you if you get your opponent top decking with Narset and Gyre Reach, the game ends. It's Yada Lock. Because they go to their draw step, you let them draw, and then you activate Gaia Reach, and they have to discard what they just drew. I hope our, our listeners at home know what Yada Lock is. It's a Yu-Gi-Oh term. Yeah, but are they too young to know? Probably. How, how do the metrics say we're doing with the Zoomer audience? Yada you know? just got unbanned, though, so maybe. I played Yada Garasu when I played Yu-Gi-Oh as a kid. I played yeah. against it. 
he was like, I, that was the first time I had to like come to grips with my mortality. <laughs> I think if you want to play this deck, I think, uh, I think I'm happier playing. Is it to be honest with you? And like having a couple more win cons being like probably, um, Holbreaker horror. <laughs> and at the end of the day, a couple more friends. Love me some Holebreaker Horror. Oh, man. I've been I, playing Holebreaker Horror for you, Chris. I've been, I'm testing, and it will be articles soon, I promise, of uh, Mono Blue Surveil. Uh, and there's two Holebreaker Horror in the sideboard just for you. Is that my present for Valentine's Day, Ricky? Is that my it Valentine's is. Day present? It is. Nice. Uh, I played against uh, an Azorius control player at last week's Pioneer FNM. And after game one, I got them with the uh, Thos's Oracle. And then in game two, they revved up. They pl- they had a Teferi in play. They plussed. They revved up all the Storm Giants, attacked for six or seven or whatever, and I flashed in Holebreaker Horror. That card's a 7-8. It is a 7-8. After I could move to blocks, they said no, because I'm conceding. <laughs> God, I... I, oh. I, I'm finding it sort of what a cool person, by the way. <laughs> a cool, just like I think I'm good, you know. I think I'm good. <laughs> I'm trying to get Sawyer to play this deck instead of he's going deep in the hole right now with like scheming symmetry shenanigans of just like I'm going to let my opponent tutor, then I'm going to steal, and then I'm going to like steal their card off the top. Oh, I'm going to. I don't do, know like, about that. Like, I don't nonsense. know about this. Yeah, you like, can have fun with it. I mean, like if you have Notion Thief or Thief of Sanity in play. And then you cast scheming cemetery, cemetery or whatever. I'm yeah. just tutoring for a land, right? right. If I, can't, yeah. if I can't answer the guy that's going to steal my card, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess the, like, the whole point is that I just still got the best card in my deck, right? Yeah, Wish Claw Talisman. That's right. right. Wish Claw is he playing Talisman. Siphon Insight? Yes, that's pretty cute. I like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like scheming symmetry, Siphon Insight, and a couple other cards, or it's just like I'm going to make you mill a card type but of I, stuff. I agree. Yeah, he should just play this deck because yeah. uh, it's the same thing, except you get to lock your opponent out of the game. Yeah, and you're still a control deck, you know. Yeah. All right. Well, that will do it for the most part on this week's episode. But we got one more segment, as always, where I get to shout out our once once Patreon, Patreon.com/slash/Crew3MTG. We got great. We got several great tiers available, and we've got a lot of people that signed up the last few weeks. So yeah, thank you guys so much. Signing up. Thank you for all. Also, just I think I think Chris hyped up the Discord enough last week that we got a lot of new faces popping in there and talking about. Yes. So oh, not yeah. only thank, thank you, you yeah. thank you to the wonderful people that are, are speaking up new faces in the Discord, but also thank you to our great community for making these people always feel welcome. When we get new faces around. Okay. Yeah, uh, everyone's always excited to see new people talking. But like I was saying, with that Patreon account, we had several great tiers available with all sorts of different rewards. But open it to every patron tier is with the patron tag in the Discord. And you get to ask a Patreon mailbag question, which could sound something like this. This comes from Malpro, who asks, what is the worst dual land cycle in Pioneer? That's probably easy, right? Uh, it's the Shadow of Renishrod lands. Yeah. They don't gain you a life. It's either it's either those or it's the... Um... Well, I'm talking about the, the uncommon... Oh, no, I think it's supposed to be the rare ones. Oh, rare yeah. ones? Let's oh. Give it. So it's, uh, either, it's, either, it's either the Oath of the Gate, the Battle of Zendikar ones, or it's the, it's either the Show Me or the Tango Lands. I think, man, is it even, 
I guess some temple seat play, right? Yeah. yeah. So like, I think it's the show me land. I think it's the one that like, oh, show me a a forest or a plains, and you know the snarls. The snarls. I forgot of the snarls. They're the same land. Yeah. Yeah. yeah you have to show either a swamp or a whatever. Yep. Yeah. Those are probably pretty bad. Is there anything worse? Well, again, it's the battle for Zendikar. The oh. the um the fetchlands. Oh, cause they're banned. Cause they're banned. You can't play yeah. them. Can't play them. I mean, there's there's like Prairie Stream, Sunken Hollow, Smoldering Marsh. Those, but I guess they're still type line. They're type line. So like play now, they're seeing play, and they cycle, right? Don't they cycle? No, no. Those are the ones from Almond Cat. Oh, those ones are yeah. nice. Uh, I think that, like, yeah, it's probably the because, like, at least Prairie Stream, I've seen in some deck lists because it's a plains. And right. it's yeah. down arms. Yep. And it might come into play untapped, right? Sure. So I would have to say it's got to be the. Okay, want to see if I can name all of them? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I do. Okay, all right, all right. All right. Uh, it is Choked Estuary, Port okay. Town. Wait, 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 hold on. Yeah, I got them all. I got them all. In Trail, Fortified Village. Um, it is. Hold on, hold on, hold on. I said Game Trail. I said Fortified Village, and I said Port Town. Okay. I thought you were wrong on Coach Choked Estuary. Is he right, Reckman? Um, so it that's is, a land. It's that's Choked a Estuary. Which, which one do you think is Choked Estuary? Choked Estuary is the Show Me an Island or Show Me a Swamp. Yes. yes. Foreboding Ruins is the red-black one. And these are my hands, so you, I'm not typing anything. Right. Um, and then it's the pants. This pants, like a real lawyer. We have Fury Calm Snarl. We have Necro Blossom Snarl. We have Frost Boil Snarl. We have oh, Ink Bright Snarl. Objection hearsay. And we have Vine Glimmer Snarl. Uh, I need to pull up the snarls. Hold on. I'm pretty sure I got at least three of them right. I- I'm okay. I'll take the L's. I cannot on- believe that you got Fury Calm. Fury, Fury Calm Snarl. What's the, what's the black that. white one? The, the black snarl. white one, I think, is like is like ink ink shine uh, shine shadow. You are so very close. shadow. I got you shine. Are incredibly close. And I then can't the cards that I'm the green one is like vine glimmer. Vine glimmer is correct. Oh my god, that was right. Yeah. And then yeah, and then necro blossom is the blue is the black green, green one. Yeah. And yeah. then it's frost boil, right? Frost boil is the red yeah. one. Yeah. Yeah. How Easy. does he do it, everyone? Ladies and gentlemen, how does he do it? How does he do it? How does he do it? Thanks, like, it, it's, Ricky, back it's, here again. It's, it's those ones. It, those are the bad ones. Yeah, no, those those are the worst ones for sure. Foreboding ruins. But let us know what you think in the Patreon Discord, as we've had several new Patreon members uh, pop up and, and holler and ask us questions. Game, so. Ask me to name any cycle, any obscure cycle in Pioneer. I'll probably get all of them. We'll have we'll have to do another Ricky's flavor text quiz <laughs> exclusive soon. Uh, but of course, I think our Patreon this month is. It's been a request that Ricky and I just talk about One Piece, and I think this will be a good excuse to also talk about the custom One Piece cube we'll be drafting. Oh, we're not drafting that. We're not drafting the One Piece? No, no, no. Uh, it's it's back in the shop. It's it's being worked on. The drafts of the Draftathon are... You want a uh, refund? Yeah. Uh, multicolor. I want a refund of Ricky's birthday, please. Yeah, yeah. Manager. Is there a manager around that I can talk to? Uh, Dominaria Remastered Twin-Headed. And uh, original Theros. Is everyone just Ricky? Huh? 
Everyone just uh, against Ricky? No, so, no, I think everyone's twin head should be Ricky. Oh my god, I, I can't play that many games. Well, I'm not a chess grandmaster. Chris, you don't want to be on my team? What? What is this? What? what? No, I don't know. I heard, I heard you request Ed. What is this? What? this no, is... If you Ed can't make it. Tape, I don't um, think there's any evidence. I'm playing Flesh and Blood with Ed this weekend. I might qualify for Nats again. Oops. Just mess around yeah. and find out, huh? Qualify for Nats. That's what the cards do. That's what Ed sent me a list of the cards. I'm like, I don't need to read them. I'll just fight with judges instead. That's right. All right. Well, that will do it for this week. Where can they find you on the socials? Hey, you can find me on the tweeters at it's underscore. Uh, wait, what is it? What's my Twitter handle? It's underscore Christmas and Christmas has no T. And then I'm going to tell the guys about this, about a new Twitter handle. If I get my button gear for some more crew through content. So, Ooh. well, you can find me on Twitter at also Steve. I'm trying to tweet at least twice a day. And uh, I tweet about everything. Follow me. Bigger number, better person. <laughs> and of course, Ricky also will occasionally stream on our Twitch account at Crew3MTG over on Twitch. Yeah. You can also find Ricky on uh, on Hive at uh, You cannot. <laughs> Ricky, Ricky didn't join Hive and then didn't have to delete his account to shame like both of us. Right. Exactly. I'm still on my phone just collecting my data and sending it to China. Heck yeah. Ship it all to China. I just do that with TikTok. Right. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, of course, I mean, man, I I honestly think that with the last anthology, it might be time I get back on Arena and start playing some Explorer. Uh, maybe I, maybe I stream some of that. I, I will play with you. Yeah, that. I'll play with you. It's, it is um, but anyway, of course, you can find me at Group 3 Podcast on the official Twitters, where I tweet all kinds of stuff going on and all my various hobbies. Uh, you can find us, if you're watching this video, you've already found us on the YouTube channel, Group 3 MTG where it is currently the undisputed era of Ruckman in the Pioneer Progression series. He wins one game. <laughs> he gets ahead like this. Oh my gosh. I banned his stupid pain land. Yeah, you banned Manicom. I was talking to Nate, and yeah. if, if I get... if it, I, It's not going to happen, but if I have to if I have to ban or unban a card... <sighs> I might just be based in unbanned Seder Wayfinder. Oh man, you've been talking now, with Nate is always a bad start to a set. Now that now that I have a place because I didn't have a place at a Seder Wayfinder when I banned it. Right. Now you do. Now that I have a place set. And I don't even know what I want to pull in Fate Reforged. Oh. Uh most of the mythics are actually good this time. So Ugin. Nice. I want to pull Ugin. Ugin, Monastery Mentor. Right. Yeah. Also, right. if any of you play World of Warcraft, please find me on the Discord. I need people to play with. <laughs> he does. I, he does. Uh, don't join me playing TFT because I just need to rage in my own little bubble. <laughs> All right, and uh, if you if you have One Piece product, please show me where to buy it because God, I want to try this game out so bad. Oh yeah, we will accept hookups on uh, One Piece product. <laughs> It'll my, come one, out. You just got to give it time. One of my LGS was like, "Hey, pre-orders for the next set, ninety dollars a box." Like that seems pretty reasonable. I don't have box one product though, so I'm not going to buy it. Right. Box two doesn't even come out till like end of March. I know, Ricky. I just want to play Law and Beppo. Oh my gosh, I have a problem. I want to rep my boy Beppo. This episode has become a Midwest goodbye. <laughs> Talk to you next week. Bye. Bye. Bye.